So welcome back to Having the Crack. It's just me, Adam and Dave today. Jack is uh, being very domesticated. It's his first day in his new house and I think he's yet to get Wi-Fi. Oh, he's OK. Installed. Yeah. So he's currently in domestic bliss. But uh, we started yeah. we started the we started the chat as we mean to go on with Adam roasting Dave's choice of camera and angles. No, and, he's, and he's trying to, again, he's trying to roast me. But so far. I don't think any of it's been successful. All I said, as, all as, I said as, was, usual, as usual, it's been opaque and bewildering. Let's give, <laughs> let's, let's give the uh, the listeners some context. All I said was this angle was very you, and you sort of, you took that as like maybe in a negative way. I just said it is very you. I mean, it's because, it's it's that, because historically, Adam, everything you say is negative. <laughs> and for anyone for anyone who's just just listening rather than watching so me and me and adam are on laptops currently i'm in like a prison setting in stockholm and yeah. with and uh adam's on a very nice computer at his house and dave mm-hmm. has gone for a different option which is he's in, he's in his lovely garden on his phone just sort of i, 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 taking think, I think likewise it was it was the best option you know i don't want to do it from my bed so that feels a bit weird and the, yeah. the living room's a bit well a bit it's dark. it's like if you look at the screens, yeah, Tom looks like he's serving like a prison sentence. <laughs> yeah, you are 100% look like you're in jail. <laughs> yeah, Tom, Tom looks like he's got a very naughty boy in like a private boarding school. I look like I'm, I'm living in fucking uh, step five sort of living room. And Dave, you, you look like you're working from home. Yeah, or, exactly. Well, and, and you, hang on. No, I was going to say, if working from home is a porn. Like you look like you look like and then Dave, you just look like you're on the run because you're constantly <laughs> looking around as if someone's gonna come get you. You're like, I haven't I'm just I can only be over here for like 10 minutes, guys. You're like, as if like, someone's gonna jump in. No, I think I think that's just because I'm just easily distracted by everything around me. Also, also, I love how you were like, how was, you know, I was like, this angle's very you. And you're like, that's, what does that even mean? And it's like, look at your shirt. I've just noticed your fucking shirt. It's, what is that? <laughs> this is what I mean, though. It's very you. No one else would have that. That's not a normal thing to do. And yet, of course no one else, of course no one else would have it. Of course no one else would have it. I made it myself. It would be impossible for anyone else to have it. Somebody was a fan of the your your one of your t-shirts in a previous video. I think you should start doing merch. I think no, I think so as well. No, that would defeat the purpose of having custom shirts. I can't have anyone else have these things. Well, you've got to sell out, Dave. This is not about integrity. <laughs> well, I I have I have several uh, will hit t-shirts that are supposed to be on the way. Um, <laughs> I've designed for him. Can I, I can send files on here, can't I? Uh, yeah, be on the record. Yeah, I think I can. Yeah, we, it won't be on the record. No. It won't be on the record. So I, no. so we'll we'll hit the uh the, the greatest comedian in London. will hit, and I mean that yeah. sincerely. Um, he uh he wanted he he said that he wanted t-shirts made, and I was like, I'll, I'll make them for you. Would you would, would you want? And he wanted his Instagram on them, but then he wanted a picture, and he sent me the picture that he wanted, and it was um it's a real picture. It's incredible. It's it's Saddam Hussein and about five or six of his body doubles, most of them topless, riding in a like a <laughs> like a uh, like a speedboat, just like bombing it across a bay. <laughs> and it's such an incredible picture. But the best bit about it is that they all look like they're having such a lovely day. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not it's not like a sort of formal picture. They're just he's just enjoying a day out on the boat with with five other guys that look exactly the same as. Him. <laughs> 
I think that's what our leaders are missing, to be honest, because Vladimir Putin's famous for being on, you know, topless on horseback. Like, I think we need Rishi doing that out yeah. of, like, a Punto or something. Or also, like, Rishi... Well, he'd have to do it on a pony, though, wouldn't he? I was just going to say, he's tiny. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we'd get him on a gerbil or something. He'd be... Yeah. Like... <laughs> we, we get the angles right, though. We get, like, a big zoom lens. We have him set from... We need to make him look bigger than he is. <laughs> I think it's a real sort of signifier is like the level of power that you have when you have body doubles. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's such an extreme commitment from that person to be like, I'm going to be you for a, an untold number of years. I've got to look exactly like you. I, don't you like, think, do you think that's an incredible level of power? Do you, do you think that's a, a level of power or do you think that's a level of vulnerability that they have to live in hiding? Because like you, American, I mean, recent presidents which haven't been assassinated they don't need body doubles even though arguably they'd probably be more targeted but they just have better security i feel like a body double is like well we don't trust ourselves we'll just get a fake me out there. Oh, uh, yeah i agree with you it kind of is but I, but I mean like you've got to you've got to be playing to a certain level that people would even be willing to do that for you yeah but but I, you can't awesome, you can't just do that on money alone yeah don't they fall yeah, yeah. I, I think there was this documentary about yeah, some guy was like posing predicted, but he's like, I was forced to do this. Basically, I didn't even want to do this. They just said, Hey, you look kind of look like our leader. And then they like made him get his hair cut. They did some facial shit. And they were like, You have to do this, otherwise we're gonna kill you. And he was that's, like, well, yeah, that's, uh, this, that's this, this a movie, that? the, the Devil's Double. Devil's oh, Double. What's that? What's is that about a particular like, dictator? Movie, it's, it's about it was it was it was Uday Hussein. It was um Saddam's one of Saddam's uh, kids. I think kids, his eldest right. son. And they, they they all had body doubles, and Uday had one. Um and it's, it's a movie about not a particularly great movie, but it's an mm, interesting, interesting idea. Yeah. And yeah, I, I can't imagine any of them particularly enjoyed it. Because I think yeah. it, go, go this, on, is quite, this is quite interesting, and we could um we could we can probably add it in post. Like I think <laughs> who would be your body doubles or people who look like you? I've got someone who I've been told look like me. it because when I see it, I go, Yeah, that is me. Yeah. It's, B-list actor who was in Saving Private Ryan. He was in Friends as a cameo. And my I know exactly who you mean, oh, Seth. Yeah, I know the guy who you mean. Adam What's Goldberg. his name? Adam Goldberg. Adam Goldberg. Adam Goldberg. You do look exactly like him. I, I know. Adam, you so funny. I thought that the other day. I was looking at some clips. I was like, fucking Adam looks low. He looks low. Like. <laughs> I, 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 you know, uh, the same name. I, I know, I know. Just he's He's got Goldberg. Um, he's... Uh, what's annoying is he's never really made it famous. He's never been good enough for me to make a reference to him in stand-up for ma the majority of the audience. It's always like 20 people like, that's exactly right. And then everyone else is like, Yeah, it's too niche, isn't it? He's, yeah. he's a bit part player. Has he never really like been a lead, I don't think? No, he's not. So yeah. uh, well, what, about, what about you guys? Who, have you ever been told I've, about anyone? I've got one, but Dave, have you got one? Um... I mean, me and Mark Cram look vaguely similar, but just, I mean, oh, we don't man. actually, I think it's just because, yeah, I know, I know, but I'm... Uh, me and my fucking neighbour look well similar. It's like, all right. <laughs> well, I think Mark's a bit of a step above just some random guy. You can at least Google him. <laughs> you yeah. can. Mine's, um, mine's, it's similar to yours, Adam. It's kind of niche, but when someone sees it, like, fucking yes. There was a really, really famous actor in the 40s called Mickey Rooney. Okay. And oh, he's like, yes. and he's like this little cherubic Irish, with like a side part in. He's like, he's got, <laughs> he's, he's got, dude, isn't it a dead ringer? Like, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a photo of him like this. That's like on the internet. It's very famous. And as soon as 
anyone sees it, they're like, were you separated at birth? Or like, what's like, what has happened there? But it's the same as yours. It's like, you have to explain who Mickey Rooney is. Yeah, so funny. It, it, it kills, it kills in retirement homes. Anyone over the age of 18 is like, they know, they know. Abs- absolutely, yeah. Wow, that is yeah. funny. But on, on the body doubles thing, I think on the dictators is interesting because I feel like Dave, were you saying the the Saddam Hussein ones? They all look like him. They're all, they're all very good doubles. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, yeah. They're, they're pretty good doubles. Yeah. So like I, you can yeah. tell which is the real one, but that's because he's driving the bug. Yeah, exactly. He's the one. He's the one giving the tests. Yeah. Have you yeah. have you ever seen Stalin's body doubles? I don't believe I have. No. So it's the most Soviet thing in the world. So it's like there's one guy who there's like twelve of them, and there's one guy who kind of looks like him. And the other nine are just like guys in a wig. Like, that, <laughs> yeah. like, like they're the wrong height. Some of them don't have mustaches. Wow. And you, I was just thinking about how the Soviet Union has this constant, had this constant thing of like trying to be important, but at the same time, like nothing really worked. Mm. Uh, like e- even down yeah. to the assass- having to believe like, I'll, I'll try and kill that one. He's the real Stalin, right? Yeah, I believe, I believe yeah. he's the real Stalin. God, yeah. There's, there's so much to unpack with that as well, with the Soviet Union never wanting to sort of admit their, their mistakes and stuff. And like even like if you go back to, you know, the 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 explosion in Chernobyl, the the amount of cover up that there was around that, and they didn't even want anyone in the world to know that this has happened. And then they were downplaying it for ages. And you yeah. had this horrible situation where I think you had like um, because they the, the governments in Germany and Switzerland they 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 detected particles in the air radiation. They thought that was unsafe, so they were getting their children inside. And then uh, the kids in Chernobyl, in Russia, they were just <laughs> the, 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 just like, no, it's fine. Let them out, do whatever. And it was, it, oh, yeah, so much. Yeah. Mm. It's like, the, like what I sometimes feel that um, in, in corporate life where you're like, I don't really know what level of reality you want me to operate on. Oh, my God. Like, uh, yeah. I, I, did, I, did a, I did a brief for a client recently. It's about female YouTube creators. That was the brief to increase the number of female creators on YouTube, mm-hmm. and uh, the agency wouldn't pro- wouldn't proceed with the brief until uh, we had a definition of the word female. And so that was like, oh, okay. and, and like, and like everyone in the room sort of we all knew what we meant, but uh, <laughs> we, we weren't allowed to proceed. We weren't allowed to proceed. That's such a, that's such a telling statement. We all knew what we meant. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That's, that's what I mean. A very modern way of putting that is like everyone knows what you mean. Yeah. But you're not able to actually say it. Well, I, I told Adam this. I I, I went for a freelance uh, job uh, literally after we had a chat last week. I had a phone interview, and uh, this woman picks up the phone and goes, uh, "Hi, my name's whatever her name was, and um, my pronouns are she/her. Um, what what uh, what about you?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm Tom," and she's like, "Yep." I was like, I'm Tom. We're doing the interview now. She's like, yep. I was like, I'm Thomas Henry. Um, I'm interviewing for the strategy position. She's like, uh-huh. And she, then she went, and then she went, I don't know how to proceed here. And I thought it was like, I'd done something wrong or my connection was faulty or something. And she's like, yeah. what, what are your pronouns? I was like, oh, they're what you'd expect. They're he, him. And then she went, it's not as easy as that for everyone, Tom. And the, the interview ended about 34 seconds later. Oh, Jesus really? Christ. Yeah. How did they end the interview? Like, did they literally just just say this this isn't going to work and then cut it she, off? She just said, um, "So you you got you got some good experience. Um, we will uh, let you know if we need you." And that was, that, was that fucking quickly. Yeah, as Jeez. quickly as that. Yeah, and I was uh, like, 
I was like, I wasn't trying to be a dick. I wasn't trying to make a stand. I literally just didn't understand. I didn't know what she wanted from me. No, it's... the irony there is the irony there, Tom, is you weren't trying to be a dick, but they were. Because mm. mm. they 100% knew what you were doing. 100%. Yeah. They're looking at what is, I mean, look, we're not going to get into this fucking like difficult situation here, but like, yeah. you, you're a man. It's yeah. not that complicated. She knew exactly what you meant. Yeah. She's the one that's being a dick. Yeah. Do you know what that so, is? That's like, I, that reminds me of, that, that's like someone getting upset. Like, you know, when you've developed a secret handshake with someone or the way you greet someone, you go, we all do this, this, this. And then you've got, she's got it and be like, well, this is the, this, the people I surround myself with. We all do this handshake. That's how we all greet or where maybe we bow or whatever. And you've got, yeah. I'm not from that world or I'm not from your bubble. Yeah. And then just gone, you don't know. This is what we do. Like, that's yeah. like, do you, know what, yeah. do you know what the funny thing is? If, if she was talking to someone from an Arab nation, she would never do that. No. No, because she wouldn't have presumed the handshake. Of also, like, if she had said, my pronouns are this, what are your pronouns? Yes. I would have just said, I would have said he, him, and moved on with the conversation. And I wouldn't have been like, oh, we shouldn't have to answer that. I wouldn't have, I would have yeah. just proceeded with the conversation. It was just that, yeah, like, like, like you said, Dave, she had this weird level of reality where she was trying to make sure I had the secret handshake down. Oh. And, and I didn't know the handshake was... I didn't know we were shaking hands. Yeah, that's weird. That's what you know. What she's done you a favor, dude? Because like, if, if that's how they are on the on the beginning, yeah, like, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, you don't mm. want to fucking work for people that are going to be doing that. No, that's what I said to Adam. I was like, I'm glad because you. After a while, I think one of the things about doing comedy and sort of keeping a day job going is your comic self bleeds into your day job self. Yeah, and you yeah. can and you can like keep a lid on it for a while, but if that kind of shit. And I'm not even I'm like like you said, Dave. It's not about the politics of like which which side you stand on. It's just mm. when people are asking you to do unreasonable things, the comic bit of you is like, this is weird. This is funny. This is you guys must see this is strange. Yeah, yeah. It's like I wouldn't even say that's a comic bit. I'd say that's just a reasonable bit. I'd, I'd say that any reasonable person would be like, no, you'll be in the arsehole here. <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing anything wrong. Like if they'd been open with you and said like you say, like just go. Go, oh, what are your pronouns? Then you'd be the dick if you're the one throwing it back at them. But if they're just expecting you to know these like unwritten rules about this shit that they completely made up themselves, then mm -hmm. they're the ones that being an arsehole. Yeah, I would have never realized that. So it doesn't matter. I would have, I, th I think there was an opportunity there, Tom, to outwoke them. That's what I would have done. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. If they asked me, what are your pronouns? I'd be like, um, I don't actually know. I, I think I'm at a place in my life where. I'm beyond pronouns and labels, and the fact no, that you no, 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 even better than that. That's not the move. That's that not the move. That's not the move. Absolutely, that's not the move. Then, if, if you're in that situation, they go, "What are you? Your pronouns?" You just say they, them. Fuck with them. No, because then they'll just go, "Okay," and then they move on. That's all they say. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. But then you've just called them on it, and you've completely yeah. gotten out of it. Yeah, because if you just say he him after that, then they're like, oh, it's just a, it's just a cis white man. But if, if you say even he they, then they're like, oh fuck, no, I can't. No, I, I, back. I would yeah. I would do something that would make them question and be like, oh, am I? Uh, do I have a different level? Maybe maybe my level of understanding is underdeveloped. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, he, he they. It would fuck with them completely. But they I, wouldn't know how to handle it. Yeah, I think in in either scenario, you could get them going like, oh, am I the baddie again? Have I become the baddie? Yeah. You're like, yes, yes, you have. You have, you've not taken into account my journey yeah. towards acceptance. Yeah. I, I mean, and then I'd go into my like ethnic makeup and be like, and what's yours? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they, 
<laughs> and how, how, is, how does that reflect? And then just make the whole interview about that. About and, then, and then uh, at the end, they go, well, we've run out of time. Like, well, I just wanted to make sure you were comfortable. Um, now. <laughs> totally. Because, like, it's always, and I'm not going to give her name away, obviously, but, like, it was, like, you know, Kimberly Smothington Smythe, like, yeah. you know, from Oxford, from Cambridge. And you could have, like, yeah, you could have quite easily boop, pop that, yeah, pop that around on them. It's just so funny. There's, I, I've got this new bit that I want to work that I'm working on, which is, you know, when they say how much money you want to earn, and I just want to earn enough money where my children feel comfortable enough to question, <laughs> <laughs> question. <laughs> like, that's it. Because I feel like if you if you if you end up having kids and you don't earn enough money, your and your kids can't worry about these things, mm. you fail. Parents <laughs> paying their bills, and then what about heating and costing? You've actually failed. If they're so comfortable when they go, kind of, they just kind of they can question all these things, and they can, they have the time mm. to ponder these things. You've actually done very well in life, and that's that's the level I want to get to. So. That's great. I love that angle. Is has that been working? Because I, I think that's great. It, it depends on the audience, to be honest. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those ones where you look at them, you like. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny. We'll do dating app stuff today. This is, this is not for them. That, I, just, I, just, yeah. I think there's just an inherent truth in that, though, isn't there? I, I just feel like it, it's, you know, I, because I, and maybe there's an angle to be like, we should have working class people, you know, or people who are struggling to get by, you know, they say, they show you the, ha- the houses that are struggling to heat their homes. Yeah. You should put those questions first. And, and, and that's, that's, that's the main issue. Like, that'd be an amazing, about- that'd be an amazing sketch, you know, that like, like <laughs> someone's, going, someone's going to a food back being, being like, yes, before we give you the food, just want to clarify, how do you yeah. feel? Yeah. So, sorry. Sorry. Is it, we, we can't proceed here. Is it, um, madam, sir, can we just make sure? Yeah, and he's like, "Can I just get some food? I'm starving." It goes, "Well, we need to." It's not easy for everyone, is it? No, no, you, said, you don't. Under, you don't understand. You need to prioritize this first. Um, you're, yeah. you're, you're not getting this, um, yeah. sir, madam, indiscriminate person. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a that, that's a great angle, Adam. That's, that's fantastic. We had that, um, Dave. That thing you just described happened last night. Some, last night, me and uh, Ram did a Swedish show. Mm-hmm. We, we were the only two English acts. And uh, Ram was the first English act on and he stood next to me. And Ram's got all this like material about the Indian caste system and stuff. And mm-hmm. he just turns to me and went, bro, these look like the wrong kind of whites. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to try. It's like, these are straightforward whites. I need to talk about. Uh, as in, like, if he told those jokes or we talked about that material, they'd be like, nope, a caste system makes sense. Yeah. Or like, I think that was like so. I I made that when I got on stage because we all we'd heard is Swedish comics. So you know when you're watching other people on the lineup, you're like, oh, you get a sense of the crowd, right? So you get a sense of like, oh, they like this kind of stuff. They don't like that kind of stuff. It's all in Swedish. So first thing I said when I went on stage was like, as far as I as far as we know, you guys have been laughing at like Hitler jokes. You you, you guys have been laughing. <laughs> as far as we know, you guys have been like Mein Kampf was a good thing. Yeah, we don't even know. Uh, yeah. We'll just clip that out separately, by the way, just for some. <laughs> Minecraft with this fist as well. <laughs> no content. My pronouns are they them, and Minecraft was right. <laughs> yeah. just, snip, just snip those two things together. 
What, what was, so how did that go? If everyone else has been speaking Swedish and then you go up and speak in English? I mean, obviously they they all yeah. understand English very well because they're well-educated Swedish people. But but yeah. how did that shift go? So you, I think you just have to like take it very head on. I I think I told I'd done it once before on a Danish show, and you think you just have to be like quite aggressive about like we're switching into English and, and give them a minute to like retune because mm. mm. as I mean, you got, do you guys speak other languages? Any other languages? No, we're, we're very uncultured. I'm speaking for myself. I mean, yeah. Also other no, year nine French is well, about as far as I well, went. And that well, was one well, time ago. Well, even when, even when you go to like Glasgow or Newcastle or like Liverpool, it takes you a second to like, it is another like, language. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they are they are different and should be kept separate. Yeah. Oh, I can't I, understand a fucking word they're saying. Yeah, morons is what we're saying. Clip that. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> please please have us on, Adam Rowe. Uh, so, um, uh, it, it, it takes you a second. So I think you've got to give them that breathing space. Yeah. To like just tune in to A, it's a different language. And then B, you've got um, me and then Ram, and we have different English accents. We different idioms, different vernacular. And you've got to give them a second to like grapple with all that. But once yeah. I think if you if you help them with that, then then it's there. Then it's okay. I, you know what? I think the idea of giving them a minute just to uh, adjust to the English, to, to sort of getting used to listening to something in their, maybe a secondary language, that's really mm-hmm. interesting. And another thing that I've, because I've definitely done gigs where they, there is other languages. I've done like French gigs where it's like a mix of English and French. Mm-hmm. And I even did some, uh, I did some Greek gigs where it was English and Greek. And what's really funny though, what I found is even though when I can't understand the language, I can still know where the beats are and where the yes. punchline yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. You just know through tone, and then you know he's saying something like in one language, and then he goes, and then he goes, he does like a little chill at the end. He goes, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that was a bit, and then everyone yeah. starts laughing. But it's still. But you also same. get that. You also get that when it's all English language speaking, but you have a number of tourists in, and you, you know from having spoken to them in the show that they don't speak English very well, but mm. they will still laugh along with everyone else just because the rhythm's there, and totally. they kind of they'll just fill in the blanks, or they'll just laugh because it's what's socially expected. Yeah. yeah, I I, I once saw a guy at an open mic in New York. He literally just did his whole four minutes was just da 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 ba da 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 ba da da ba ba ba, and the uh, first the first thirty seconds was weird. By the third uh, minute, people were laughing. Wow! Just off just off rhythm. But you what you were saying there, Adam? The guy who went before Ram Swedish. He was the last Swedish comic, and he he was um, funny, and I knew he was funny, and he was getting mm-hmm. good laughs, but. I, I actually got to know, figured out what his material was, which is strange yeah. how comics can cheat into it. So like he was doing a bit about cocaine and a bit about looking like a police officer. Right. And I asked him afterwards, is that what you were doing? He's like, yeah. And it's so wild uh, that when yeah. you write jokes yourself, you're like, oh, that makes that, this is kind of yeah. makes sense. It allows you to stop like actions and stuff like that. Yeah, you actions. I, I heard like, the I saw him do that, which is like, oh, oh get yeah, away. Yeah. But then like, yeah. He was doing this thing with his glasses on and off and like staring at the crowd. And I was like, oh, I bet, I bet what he's saying is he looks like the guy buying the Coke and the guy busting him. Right. For the, yeah. for the, for the Coke without the glasses. And that was, yeah. the, and that was like the whole, his whole shtick. I, I like the idea you're watching it and you're like, I could tell you're a hack even if it's a different language. <laughs> 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 hey, not that guy specifically. I'm just saying a joke. <laughs> I, I, 
there's there's something to be said though about uh, the um, physical humor when it's done well about it being universal because you know like for example you know we take you take uh, Rowan Atkinson and mm. you know you think about some of the favorite bits of Rowan Atkinson now in the UK we might just say you know we like Black Adder uh, we, 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 we like some of his old sketches we like all some of the other stuff that he's done and it's like but universally by far Mr Bean is the biggest mm. and it's, it's so funny here this big over here yeah and it's and it's and it's purely because he doesn't he doesn't speak he doesn't make any noises and it's it's just it's all awkward humor it's interactions and it's yeah it's physical humor probably at its at some done it at some of its best and that's universal and there's something to be said about that you know that's why it's, it's so powerful and uh um going something picking something that's a bit more current um is it what's the name the guy there's a guy uh, a black guy on tiktok who's really big called Kobe, Kobe Lane, I okay. think his name. And basically he just used to do reactions to like weird like life hacks. Like somebody mm. do a weird life hack and he'd just go, that's not how you do it. This is how you do it. But he yeah. did it without saying anything. And he's like, the, I think he's like the biggest guy on TikTok and now he's got sponsorships with Humor Boss. And it's funny and it's universal and he's got it all, done it all without language. And you think that would be a hindrance, but it's actually, he's the biggest guy. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. like, because like, like, so you said, Dave, like what we're tuning into really is like rhythm, timing, intention, and kind of like the words are an extra element of all that. But the thing you're really locking into, I mean, I, I'm sure you guys have done this where you've maybe fumbled a bit sometimes, but you're you're so in a good rhythm, it doesn't matter. Like you still get a big yeah, practice. yeah, yeah. They, they can- yeah, it's like equally you can say things that like if you write it down don't really make sense, but it'll yeah. still work because the rhythm but then that's a problem because and then if you ever want to record it once it's recorded people can look at it and go it doesn't make any fucking sense it's 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 there's something to be said about especially in live communicating a joke through through energy as well as well you know in terms of like you if you take it back you go that doesn't make sense but in the moment it Mm -hmm. did and everybody knew what you meant and Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's really powerful yeah Yeah. that's where like jack is absent today i I think that's like one of his biggest superpowers that he has that like control of his energy and like puts them where he wants them to be. Like, because yeah. you can always tell when Jack's relaxed because he gets his little teapot out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're fucking thinking. But like, so like, when, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you know like when, when Jack does his like crouch, he doesn't do it all the time, but sometimes like, usually when it's a drunker audience, he'll crouch down a bit. Yeah. Like, it'll just kind of squat a little bit. Yeah. And if the audience is really drunk, he's just like, he's basically just like, like Slavic squatting on the floor. <laughs> yeah. I remember watching him one time from the back of the room and I couldn't, I could only see the top of his head because he was crouched down so low. And I'm like, man, these guys are hammered. <laughs> yeah. No, that's quite funny. That's, that's like, it's like, it's like you, a brutalizer for the audience. Yes, well, I was if, you saw, if you saw a guy outside uh, who was drunk outside a nightclub, and you needed to speak to him, you you would squat next and be like, are you okay? So he's doing that to audience, to drunk it's audience. It's kind of almost that. He's like, I've got to bring it right down to your level. Yeah. <laughs> got to meet them where they are. Meet them where they are. Down there. <laughs> in the muck. Uh, right, we got... Go on, yes. sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go I was ahead. Just, just, just to finish off that other bit, like, I just think I love all that stuff when it comes to controlling rooms because, you know, they say, like, especially, let's say you go to a, a you do a loud room or a rowdy room, 
The last thing you want to do is start competing them by shouting. What you actually do is you you quiet down and you start mm. speaking quite solemnly. And then they're suddenly they, they're realizing, oh, we can't hear what this guy's saying. And they all shut up and they listen to you. And that's, that's mm-hmm. quite an interesting technique because your natural response might be to shout over them, but then it just adds to the chaos. Mm-hmm. So it's like by draining the energy away from the audience when they're being too rowdy, they're not, they're not focusing. Like I, I always, I, I, lo- I love, I find those techniques really interesting. Yeah. Because that what you described that that works in like life that that works in any context like a fight with a girlfriend or like a, a presentation like all those things still hold up because it's like you say it's you're really just locking into how the uh, a group of humans will go like huh what did you say yeah yeah, yeah. quite quiet I remember like we did once like a corporate training thing and like quiet talk quiet power quiet power talking it was like a like one of the things they they it was very American they're like you gotta gotta get you gotta close that one foot gap you gotta close that one foot gap get them to come in that sounds a bit like a, it sounds a bit like a me too but um you could <laughs> i guess i guess try it um, i guess yeah yeah uh right we've got uh eight minutes left on the clock uh david did you want to talk about that, that what was that twitter thing you sent around it looked really funny oh, i just thought it, i just thought it was wild like i just saw it on twitter the other day and it's um it's, it's a clip of i don't know what the tv show is but it's a clip of some i think it's early noughties tv show yeah in the that's UK. right and um and it's it's i guess it's like a like a sort of a, a, a docu-series about fat people um and just and and looking at their lives but in the most disrespectful way yeah um and it made me i mean i just thought it was hilarious also it was brilliant because uh, horatio gold and uh the other lad that i could never remember the name of did that sketch like years ago then they've done a series of them where it's like yeah mental british tv documentary series opening lines where they're just, just like, we're, we're here to meet britain's greasiest man or just shit like that it's so weird watching the real video of a guy actually doing those intros and be like it's actually more mental than horatio was managing to do it <laughs> Because it's the glue. Like, ratios ones are actually toned down a bit. Like, they are. Also, just that wasn't that long ago. I guess it was quite a while ago now, probably, isn't it? Like, I don't know, 15, 15 years, years ago, maybe now. Yeah. Quite a while ago. But it doesn't feel that long ago. And visually, it doesn't look that long ago. But, but it, the way that they're talking about fat people is just insane. It's just it's, like, it's, it's to be a couple of elephants in Birmingham. Let's see how they got so fat. It <laughs> it's so disrespectful. You know what it is, though? Because I, I mean, I'm a bit torn with this. Because obviously, yes, it seems wild watching it back to go, oh, yeah, you, you would never hear that today. Um, yeah. But I also think, for the most part, and I, I could be wrong, but some of the shows, because I used to watch those shows because when, when you were a kid, like the, the ones you watched are, especially when it's like daytime TV or whatever it is, the ones you'd watch are people who are fat or embarrassing bodies, just something that is it's just like a modern, like, oh, it's interesting, right? Uh, and It's a freak, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to avoid using that. Right? <laughs> 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 yeah, but that's what it is. Um, I mean, it kind of does a modern, disservice to not Yeah. But, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the majority of those shows, the aspect, the reason why I guess it was seen as okay, you've got a few things in the mix here. You've got, first of all, British culture, which is like cheeky, saying all this sort of shit. We're always saying that's that's an integral in our culture, right? Calling mm-hmm. someone fat, mm-hmm. and not having too much malice, calling someone a fatty, and normally to their faces, they're like, yeah, yeah, we are, yeah. yeah. Mm. Second of all, you've got the idea that 
this is uh, being fat, at least back then, wasn't considered an, an immutable characteristic. If somebody was overweight or obese, it was usually by their own doing and something they could probably undo. So it wasn't necessarily seen as discrimination back then. Yeah. And the third angle is for this show, I don't know why I'm defending this fucking show, but the third angle is was the fact that in the majority of these shows, they would go, they'd be going there to help them. And so it'd be like, oh, it's okay, we can call you this and this and this because at the end of the show, we're going to get you on a diet plan that's going to help this, this, this. It mm -hmm. wasn't just like, you're fat, haha. It was more like, we're going to help you out and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So those, those are the angles. So I think in isolation, it does seem mad, but it wasn't, I don't think it's as simple as pointing at them and going, haha, you're fat. I think it was, it was more, all that, all those three things were mixed in and, and it was normally, they were normally done in the room and, yeah, I, I guess it says something about British culture that we were more com comfortable laughing at ourselves back yeah. then. Uh, and I think that would be inexcusable today. Yeah, uh, I think, I think the, thing, the thing you hit on about, it was an it was a mutable characteristic, not an in immutable yeah. one. Yes, that's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's interesting across a whole host of, the, of like social issues. They're like, oh, my anxiety defines me, my ADHD defines me, my weight defines me, my, you know. Which is funny because if you ever do like therapy or if you ever like just, just Google or look at like self-help or self-development, they always say like, you're not, you don't have anxiety. You're a person who suffers from anxiety. Like, but you're not, not the way of um, getting your mind out of it. Like you're not a depressed person. You're a person who suffers from depression. And yeah. that's, that was always seen as like a healthier way of dealing with these issues rather than like, no, I am, I am this thing. Well, you know? you're absolutely right there Tom I think it's like and uh, there's there's people today that still don't fit in with that category so they'll go I don't care yeah I am fan like you know do shame me like whether it's Ricky Gervais or something or uh, you get a lot of people who are quite big or quite fat and they lose all the weight and they feel like they've got license to say yeah you, I was a fat piece of shit and this is this because they they, they got through that 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 motion um it, 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 it's it's very interesting and then there's there's also this language about uh somebody i think was it lad bible put up a post of saying this guy suffers from um cerebral palsy and he goes i'm not suffering i'm doing a fucking marathon uh i'm living with it mm. and it's like there's 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 differences in how people uh, yeah because like some people do it is they do feel like it consumes and everything else and other people go and you, like like for example that's the reason why the Paralympics, I think, is so important because it shows there's a lot of people like if any of us were like, you, know, you see people in wheelchairs like or, or having limbs removed and that would be seen as debilitating. And then these are the these are the except few who go, fuck that. I'm going to show that beyond and beyond all doubt and beyond all reason, I'm going to excel in this thing just as because I want to and to prove that it can be done. And that's that's very important that you're. Like maybe, maybe there's a, there's a, an avenue to go, maybe not in the same level as um, the Paralympics, but maybe there's like a, a subcategory, which is like, and now we've just got a bunch of anxious people like doing the 10, 100 meter sprint. They've all done fine. They're Mate, all okay. I think, I think we, I think you've just found a million dollar TV idea because you wouldn't, maybe, maybe not with the sprint, but getting an anxious person to get over there um yeah, I mean, that's why Queer Eye for the Straight Guy works so well. And it's such a powerful, because it's not really about, it's it's really yeah. about people rehabilitating their lives is really what it's about. So I reckon yeah. if you got, if you, because what's that Hemingway quote? Courage is feel, feel like being scared and continuing, but that, that's the, that's the real definition of courage. Mm -hmm. Like if you got an anxious person, because like I said, somebody's lost their limbs, it's competing the hundred meters is mm -hmm. way more impressive than yeah. some. So if you've got an anxious person to, I don't know, do stand-up comedy for the first time 
Yes. That would be it. that would be like what an amazing bit of bravery and achievement that is. Yeah. I, th I, th I think as well with, with it, I think there's there's levels in terms of there's people that you're probably if anyone if, 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 if anyone watches this and gets offended they'll probably be like well they'll pick the one person my my sister brother suffers from anxiety and then they had they had a stroke because of it so it's like well no let's accept the, the the fact that it especially with anxiety it seems to be diluted to the sense that everyone's getting caused whereas uh like you said if someone's missing a limb or they have something physical that's very measurable and it's very definite Whereas with anxiety and some of the other things, like maybe uh, you know, I, I have people who are, who've not been diagnosed as ADHD saying I'm ADHD, I'm OCD, this, mm. this, 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 and it's like you're you're not. You probably have characteristics, and there probably is a mild spectrum where you're on it. But like, I think that it takes away from the people who might actually be suffering it because everyone's every. It's almost cool now to say. By the way, I'm not just a cis person. Yeah, I've got. A yeah. The easy, it what was it the south park did it best it was like i'm this this and victim yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. whereas people who are actually suffering from it will be like i don't i'm not a victim fuck off like you know that's i i, I am victim is gonna be the name of the episode title by the way uh we established the, the theme of the pod this week i am victim and more importantly i am uh thomas henry comedy on all platforms um adam kumas where can people find you uh, you can find me on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram at Adam Kumas. And, and Dave? Uh, <laughs> at David Anthony Comedy, at Will Hit Comedy. He's the king. And at please, Will Hit, most yeah, most, most importantly, Will Hit. And uh, also, please follow uh, comedian Jack Hester. You'll find him on Instagram and YouTube if you search that. And wish him all the best on his house move, because very big step, moving in with his missus. And... Uh, I'm sure he'll be having a great big house party for us all very soon, which will be yeah. yeah all wait. all the listeners are invited. Obviously, we we will we will post his full address. So <laughs> we're gonna dox him. We're gonna dox him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're gonna give his real name out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That do you know what that that, that can be a great ongoing uh, bit for people. Just people want people to start commenting what they think Jack's real name is. That'd be... <laughs> oh, I think I, I, I reckon I reckon it'd be quite easy to find out with a bit of googling. Okay, Archibald. I, th I think I think he's got some articles written in his actual name. <laughs> right, Archibald. Start start with the word Archibald, everybody. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so this has been another episode of Having the Crack, um, live from a prison cell in Stockholm, and uh, Dave's wonderful outdoor garden and Adams soon to be well used porn couch thank you <laughs> <laughs> bye guys we'll see you next week guys I'm in Telford, Shropshire, and I'm about to meet one of the fattest families I've met in my life. I'm here in the Peak District and about to meet two right massive fatty siblings who are at the peak of their porkiness. I'm going to be meeting some right beach blubber bellies. I'm in Luton, Bedfordshire, and about to meet three right jelly belly jumbos. Too much time sat on their fat bums, that's their problem.